You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And right now we're going to be talking about Shaws of Sunset. I guess, should we, is it based on one episode or should we just say Shaws ever since episodes one and two? I guess technically this is season nine, episode seven, the Shawshank Redemption. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which I've also never seen Shawshank Redemption, have you? Me either. I know the premise, but I've never seen it actually. Yeah, and it's a classic. It's on my list of classics to watch, but. There's many a classic that I'm lacking knowledge of that I haven't seen before. I'm ashamed. Yeah, and I'm trying to correct and fix all that. I watched Eyes Wide Shut. Did I tell you about that? No, how was that? Um, It was definitely an artistic movie. Like, it was a lot of, you know, how when we were in school, you have to do a lot of analyzing to really get the juice out of something. Mm-hmm. It's definitely that. It's it is about a sex cult that that the rumors are true, but it is a lot deeper than I thought. And it was interesting to see Nikki Kidman and Tom Cruise like as a couple in a movie. Hmm. Is she playing like <clears throat> her usual character? Distressed, breathy, a little confused, a little naive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, like I said, the the sex cult part of it is very fun. Um, okay. So I guess we'll just start and go straight to what are you rating? Should I say this episode? Okay. Sure. What are you rating the Shawshank Redemption? I mean, honestly, if I was gonna rate just this episode, it would be a little bit lower because I don't think that this episode was one of the favorites that I've seen <laughs> thus far not to it was bad it just wasn't as juicy as like the other ones in my opinion um so if I was to do this episode in and of itself it's like a b mm-hmm. but if I were to do like all the episodes they're like a b plus a minus okay cool I can't even remember what happened in this episode in particular but it definitely wasn't um like last episode was more so where the stuff was happening this was kind of a recovery episode um but so yeah I'll agree B is cool um nothing too crazy happened some irritating shit but we'll just recap the episode and we can reference back to the other episodes because that is what I kind you know that's where the real shit is but I do want to start by talking about Gigi's son's party what were your thoughts on that whole Vita June coming up to Reza saying Destiny needs a BBL and then him telling her and that whole sit down like what do you make of that entire scene well first of all does June mean something because they call everybody something june does it mean like deer or something like yeah it's like sweetie deer or something like that yeah okay because vita june i thought the bitch's whole name was vita june and then (laughs) (laughs) and then i heard somebody say paulina june i'm like well what's going on here it's Um, funny because i i was introduced to june not even on this show but kardashians sometime like back back in the day they used to refer to rob kardashian as bobby june and so that is how I was introduced oh, to the concept. Okay. Yeah. 
clearly um Vita June. <laughs> because that's her name for now on to me. But is she um, dear? Well, uh, TBD. Because okay. she's really not. And <laughs> um, thanks to the other woman on the cast, I can't remember her name, but the one of the friends, the lesbian lover. Um uh London, London, lesbian, London, London gangsta. Um you know, we find out that Vita June is a Libra and I will not stop my crusade against them. I'm just, I'm sorry. But anyway, clearly she's not really a fan favorite or at least not really Destiny's favorite. And it's fair because who's this old ass hunchback woman to tell me that I need a BBL? I like, love it. It's like it's low-key wrapped in a compliment. She's like, oh my God, Destiny, you look so good. You've lost so much weight. You look amazing, but you need a BBO. Like, really? That's how you say it? Right. The only thing is, is it's like, I don't know if I would take offense to it just mm-hmm. because one, it kind of is true. Not to say that she needs to get surgery. The producers and editors wanted us to think that because the way they kept panning to her flat ass during this whole argument was actually rude as fuck. Uh, she is on the flat side. And you know what? That's okay. So I take back saying that she needs to get it. But what I will say, though, is that I wouldn't take her seriously because once she's an older woman, you know, old people love to just talk real crazy out the mouth. You know what I mean? And they can get away with it because nobody's going to fight them. Um, old people and babies. Exactly. Um, and I also want to take it personally because she talks to her home daughter like that. Like before they walked into the party, she was telling MJ, not MJ, MJ, right? Or is it Mer- just Mercedes? Yeah, no, MJ, either one. Okay. Um, you know, they were, she was telling her like, oh, like you look good, but you need to lose another 20 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like it just seems to be that's just her nature so it's kind of like why even get yourself riled up right she's clearly a critic like don't get caught up in yeah so i understand why um the focus really did turn to reza and like why would you even like bring that up (laughs) it's like i don't need to hear what this old woman is saying about me because i can't fight her so now i'm gonna have to fight you because you're the only person <laughs> that I can fight in this situation about this rude comment and he was being messy the way he brought it to the group was not in a kind way and I you know destiny is one of my mortal enemies on bravo but I will say one of the realest moments she had is when she was like kind of running out of the party and then he came after her and she was like you didn't check on me like I get what you were trying to do, cause this little scene at this party, have a moment for the show. But as your real friend, I needed you to then like check and see how I'm doing through all of this because you threw me under the bus for a plot line. Yeah, you made me the sacrificial lamb. (laughs) Yeah, it's so unfair. Suddenly at this party, I'm no longer the cheetah. I'm now the antelope. Like I've been hunted. You know what I mean? I feel like I am... I love her on that. Why is Destiny not one of your favorites? She, it's the inauthenticity. Like, I, I cannot take it from her. Um, this episode, of course, we're able to talk about it because she gave us some fake storyline this episode too. But 
it's always something with her. Like she's always trying to find something to lean into as a character, personality trait. You know, sometimes it's the wigs. Sometimes it's the vintage car, whatever she's grasping for that day. I just, I cannot take it with her. Just like find something and like stick to it and be somebody. And it also doesn't help that she wasn't one of the OGs or really early ones. She came on later and she used to be on People's Couch on Bravo. So she was always looking for her camera time. Mm. Okay. Yeah, just like cornball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the conversation took a turn. And then all of a sudden, was it not about Mike cheating at that party? It completely changed over. It was really bizarre. There were, I don't believe I remember a transition. It was just all of a sudden, they're like in this circle and now they're talking about Mike and Paulina which I guess is the through line of the season which makes me a little weary um Mm -hmm. why is that well because like what is there to say he's a serial cheater who cheated again I mean (laughs) where's the story there (laughs) (laughs) and it's not she's a cast member or something or he cheated with a cast member it seems random right I feel like remember that that scene in Bojack where the reporter woman um like comes into like the the news office and the way she's talking what was her name it was like Beatrice something she was like oh I have something I'm on the case I'm on the case of something here just Bojack yeah I know <laughs> right like oh, I smell a story and the story smells here and, like, you know, like, it's very, and she like, fell in love with the other reporter she's like, I'm supposed to be getting married to my man my man is at home but ooh, you look pretty good <laughs> <laughs> so I felt it feels very like her very like where's the story there's no story here let's move on like you know what I mean it's very, like this I don't want that to be the through line because I don't feel like there's much of a story there Paulina is basically an abused woman at this point he is a zero cheater cheater who's going to keep cheating because that's just who he is at that point also um and that's it I mean let's move on like that's how I kind of feel about the whole situation I would be annoyed if they kept bringing it up also like okay yes I cheated I bought someone else I tried to lie about it got caught I apologize let's move on (laughs) and they can't really let go and I think it's part of it is the spoof messages which we're here now we have to talk about what are your what are your thoughts on these quote-unquote spoof messages and for those listening just need a refresher Mike announced in Palm Springs that yes, indeed, he did cheat. Oh, but there is someone here trying to sabotage his relationship. And it's Gigi because she sent some spoof messages or text messages to his phone trying to bait him. But what's crazy is they show the screenshots and the messages are like, Gigi says, hey, is this Mike? And he's like, who is this? And then I just said, Gigi said, oops, sorry, I slip. The spoofer says, hey like what's up and they're like who is this and he's like you don't remember me it's me and Mike's like stop playing on my phone and that's like the extent of the conversation they never actually flirted or anything so I was confused how he took that and twisted it into like I see what you're trying to do you're ruining my relationship when (laughs) the real scandalous texts were the ones you actually sent it's like I'm not ruining your relationship your relationship is already weak based off of your 
lies. <laughs> the lie, candy. The lie. <laughs> and so that's why these spoof messages are even more believable and making Paulina feel some type of way. That being said, if they didn't send these, which I do think they did, it was just petty. It was stupid. Like, come on. You're jeopardizing his relationship. Not jeopardizing it, but like, come on. You already know he's already in a rocky space. But your bitch involved us. So now we're involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, in a way, said that next day, and then Mike lost. Like, we'll put a muzzle on your bitch. I was like, oh, shit, Gigi, damn. Right, she didn't take it there. Um, But, you know, and it's the same thing with, like, the. it's just, it's honestly almost similar to the whole argument with Vita. We're mad at Reza, but Vita's the one that said it, but we're mad at Reza. And so it's like, you're mad at the spoof messenger, but you're the one that cheated. Like, it's very like, why isn't anybody taking accountability and why aren't we focused on the people? Mad at the really right wants? people. Yeah. Yeah, that trip was um kind of a non-starter. Mike didn't let it happen. Like they clearly wanted something to happen. Mike wasn't having it. Even that one part where they were at the horse stable or wherever they were at and Mike saw that Reza was talking to Paulina by himself he jetted over there he said oh no 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 <laughs> i'm not the plot line no sir he said that's a snake in the grass over there <laughs> <laughs> so i guess the big question is you as a relatively new viewer of shaz what are your thoughts on the characters now starting with reza of course because the leo he's the son of the show so what are your <laughs> thoughts I mean, I still like him, like, and I do think he is the drama queen, and I do think that he does, um, you know, throw people under the bus, so to speak, for the sake of a plot line, but it's usually funny, so it's like, okay, whatever. Um, so he's still good in my book. Um, love MJ. I don't know why. I just do. Okay. I like Gonessa. I don't know if I love her necessarily, but I know I definitely don't hate her, if that makes any sense. Um, but I'm not quite either neutral on her. Like, I like mm-hmm. her. You know what I mean? It's one of those. It's more than neutral, but it's not at love. Right. Okay. You know, like if she did something, I could be swayed the other way. That's also fine. Uh, but I don't want to be swayed the other way. So I'm comfortable where I'm at with her right now. Uh, let's see. I guess. Um, What's the other one? Nima? Yeah, the guy um, with the veneers. <laughs> They're done, honey. <laughs> They're so distracting. Like, I feel like I can't even. I like uh, when his but, sister made a joke about it or something was like, oh, yeah, they'll all notice because you're, you know, you're huge teeth. I was like, oh. Right, she, she didn't say you're huge teeth, bitch. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> she said, yeah, you can, like, just distract them with your smile is what she said, but huge teeth is fine too i guess um and um i mean he seems cool though you know he seems nice i'm neutral on him like i can take him or leave him um i don't think he's worth like hating you know that's like a lot of energy yeah he doesn't give enough for us to hate him again i just consider him like kind of a narrator of the show right you know i feel very least vanderpump like you're not important enough to hate like i just i i don't 
want to even give you that much energy, but I can't say that I love him either, you know? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, just neutral. And it's fine. Um, Mike, I mean, I don't like him as a person, but, um, and I don't think he's like particularly funny, or at least he hasn't been this season thus far, but, and it seems like he can't take a joke, <laughs> but um, I recognize what he brings to the show, and that is the and that is the drama in part. So I can't, um, you know, I can't fault anybody for bringing the fucking drama to the show. So right, on purpose or too. not, yeah. Right, you know, um, who else? Am I missing anyone else? Like main? Oh, Destiny. My arch um, and I would like to hear what you think of Tommy too, honestly. Oh, you know I love Tommy. I love him. I and I know that obviously that was there's some point of contention with Tommy, like because like he likes nobody in the group and nobody likes him, it seems. Um <laughs> and he's never around and doesn't go with her for events. I know that him and Rosa have like this, you know, uh <laughs> restraining in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's never been a plot line on any of these other shows. Like, that is such a funny storyline. Like, insane. Um, But I like him. I think he says funny shit. He has good comedic timing. Um, His accent is so hardcore. Reminds me of home. Um, (laughs) And I, you know, I, I, I haven't seen him do anything in which he's not letting mj bmj like you know she was doing something and he was like don't worry about it like i'll watch the little guy and like you go do that or something like that and i i like to see that in uh you know a husband like so who's like how are you helping her or how are you <laughs> treating your wife so to speak so i don't know i haven't seen him really be disrespectful technically toward her Although when he does get mad, he does like kind of explode and yell. And I don't think he takes it out on her necessarily, but like he does yell. It's so funny because he's like yelling at the wall, low key. And she's just there like staring. <laughs> right. He's name? not like, right. He's like not yelling at her. And maybe I just find that funny because like a lot of times, like my dad is like that. Like he's yelling and he's mad about something, but it's like not at me. Like if he's actually upset with me, he's actually doesn't yell. <laughs> so it's just like, but when he's just mad and trying to curse somebody out, he's yelling, and I just happen to be in the room at the time. Um, side note: Did I ever tell you the story about like we were in public, and my dad was on the phone? He, no, you have not. But go ahead, I'm listening. Sorry, because <laughs> she's like, I can't already tell. No, but he's classic storyline. Um, he has like you know, looks like, you know, back when they had that the ill like Bluetooth headset. Um. The Bluetooth has like, the ones that the real player like the one it reminds real me of. Remember player. that meme? I this also reminds me of you. Remember when Denzel had showed Denzel? somebody's boxing mm-hmm. match? Ah! <laughs> yes, it was, it was very good legit. in them shorts now, don't it? <laughs> it was legit one of those, and um, so we're standing outside of Penn Station in New York City, which is a train station, everybody. And um, he's cursing somebody out. I don't even know who the fuck he's talking to or about. All I'm thinking is he must have been picking me up for the weekend. So I was staying with him for the week. And um, 
I'm like, you know, standing there staring at him. We got our shit like all with us. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, why do we have to stop for you to yell and curse somebody out over the phone? Especially when it's a Bluetooth. So like we could be in transit as you're yelling at this person also. Like we don't have to. Wait, so did he just stop like mid stride to cuss this person out? Yeah, like we're literally standing on the sidewalk outside of Penn Station. Shit, like our bags around us while he's like ripping someone a new one. (laughs) And I'm like looking up at him. I must have been like maybe like 10 or 11. And this woman comes up to us. It's a white woman. So honestly, I respect her bravery, braver than our troops for sure. She comes up and she's like, are you yelling at her like that? <laughs> uh-uh, sis said, and if you are, I'm take, calling 696 kids and I'm taking your daughter away. Whoa. Right. She said, I'm calling Dyphus. Okay. She's like, are you yelling at her like that? And my dad's like, obviously he was like, no, I'm not. She minded her business, but it's just funny. Like, so he reminds all that to say <laughs> he reminds me of my dad in that way where it's just like if you're just in the room and he's mad at somebody he's going to be yelling but it's literally not at you um so I don't take offense to that and so all of that right just say, like noisy talking say, is what I would call it yeah yeah um so all that to all of that to all of that to say I like Tommy um <laughs> but I'm aware that no one else seems to Reza's boo. I mean, I can't get a read on him right now. It's leaning toward. I love, I love him as quote Reza's boo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I don't even respect him enough to know his fucking name. Irrelevant. Um, yeah, I'm just like I'm not really feeling the kid. I, again, you're not important enough to hate, so I don't hate you. Um, it's very neutral, but it's not the same kind of neutral as Nima. It's leaning it's a, more toward dislike than like. Yeah, but it's but but then it's like, well, why do I even dislike you? You don't do anything. You know what I mean? So Something it, else tells about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's his neutral for me is like, I'm so neutral, you could be off the show and I'll be like, whatever. Nima's neutral is like he doesn't necessarily have to be off the show. Like, you know, he doesn't have to lose his job over how neutral I feel about him. <laughs> but Rez is boo. Um, I, I'm just like, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see. Destiny. Did I say her yet? Um, nope. Least for last. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't mind her right now. I don't mind her right now. I feel the same way. I was going to say, I feel the same way about her and Vanessa, but that's not true. I feel less for her than I do for Golnessa. Yeah. But um but not as low as Nima and definitely not as low as Reza's boo, but not quite as strong as Reza, MJ, and Tommy. You see what I'm saying? Like it's so wait, weird. out of like your I... top three, Reza, MJ, Tommy, rank them. MJ Tommy. Maybe MJ Tommy Reza. MJ, Tommy, Reza. For a second, I thought you said Tommy, MJ, Reza. I'm about to say you hollering. MJ, no, Tommy, no, Reza. No. no, that's cool. That's cool. No, MJ, Tommy, Reza. Because they're a couple in a unit, so low-key, like, they kind of have to go to back-to-back. Yeah, I like that, honestly. I like that. Yeah, I was like, that's fine. I, I can't give Tommy first because he's not a real cast member. He's, right. 
neither, neither Sean nor is he on the sunset. So I just can't give it to <laughs> We you. never see him shying or sunsetting. So yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But when he, his scenes, they're funny to me. Like I, he says funny shit and I love somebody who's funny. Like, you know? Um, and like MJ, because as again, right now, you guys understand that I literally have not seen anything else. So I haven't even gone back to watch old episodes yet, which I do want to, because obviously now they're moms. So they've calmed down a little bit and I want to see them, you know, riled and crazy. Yeah, you haven't seen like the drug addicted years. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see them falling out drunk, wasted, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like you deserve to you. If you've seen them at this, you deserve to see them at their worst for sure. Right. You know what I mean? This is more like it's drama, but it's more like lukewarm drama. But I can tell that there's obviously more to it. So I'll probably go back at one point. But just based off of what I've seen so far, I like MJ. I like that. I think she's pretty. And I think it's funny that the bitch will put on anything. She don't give a fuck. Um, Waist still snatched, though. Like, I'm not. It has never. (laughs) Well, she has a BBO, but also has never given a fuck. (laughs) That's the energy she, since season one, episode one, that bitch has worn whatever she's wanted to wear. Just will wear whatever she wants to. Finding out that she was a Leo, honestly, was really hilarious because it's very (laughs) (laughs) on brand. Like, I don't know. It really is. But my fashion is top fashion. That's how she thinks. And the tackier, um, the better. Honestly, we'll get into the Halloween costumes, I'm sure. But yeah, because the Halloween is the next conversation. (laughs) We have to talk about that party, but you know, keep going. But yeah, so, um, you know, I like that. And again, like, it's funny, her dynamic with her husband. I think her baby boy is cute. He's um, her mom, so cute. Her mom's a bitch. We all love a bitch yeah. mom. Um, Bethany, the <laughs> bitchy witch. I don't know why. I was... <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bethany, wow. <laughs> wow, Vita, wow. So, um, yeah into it okay so you let us there natural podcaster that you are we're talking about the halloween episode um first i'd like to just talk costumes just like really quickly it it was lackluster to say the least um (laughs) i hate to say that mike and paulina were the best dressed but they were like mike in some plain swat like generic swat outfit and Paulina in her um like cop outfit um I guess they look better than Reza in that god-awful wig in that like crochet <laughs> vest <laughs> I was honestly offended that he put that wig on it was insane it was such a bad choice and even the color of it I'm just like yeah that weird like- thing around it like Miss Rope like what's happening I would have respected it more if he just didn't put a hairpiece on at all I, you just, yeah. you know, white people love to do that, and obviously white adjacent as they are a Persian. Um, they love to do that whole like throwing, let's throw on a fro thing, and it pisses me off. It grinds my gears. You guys can't do that. It's better than <laughs> Luann's Diana Ross wig for sure, but not by much. Well, because. Luann's Diana Ross fro wig was just <laughs> inaccurate. Like Diana Ross legit never wore a fro, except for like maybe a few. I'm gonna say, and she did with like the Supremes, and it was like a tight, tiny fro. <laughs> but most of the time, she was of the voluminous lots uh, family. 
of the 70s. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. just a little bit like, okay, off color on that end. You just and, wanted to wear um, an afro. That's what it, that, it's giving me. You've yeah, been dying so to wear an afro. You've been dying. And we'll unpack why you've been dying to do so later. But it's not all y'all, I'll let you know that right now. <laughs> but y'all wearing froze when the Olympics is still actively trying to ban <laughs> swimming caps, the adequate size to cover a fro. It's just very distasteful. Yeah. But again, not trying to be the Ebony K. Williams over here. So I'll tone it down, whatever. Right. You use your, well, maybe that's what we'll call it like the Ebony K. Williams. Like you get one Ebony K. Williams per episode. So yeah, I get one moment. That was my moment. I'm off the soapbox. But what I will say is, um, I wonder if we're going to get shit for that. Whatever. (laughs) Um, What I will say, though, is that the wig in general was just tacky, terrible. The outfit, um, the funniest thing is when he said, what do you, he said something like about his body. He's like, do I look like a box or do <laughs> yeah. I look He was something? talking to his husband at home? Yes, and did the illest turn where he looked boxy, boxy. as fuck. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Yeah, Reza has that classic, like, I lost weight body where, like, the proportions are just, like, <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like you've lost weight, like, kind of vibe. Um, I'm scared for that for myself, but that maybe that's self-loathing. I don't know. Um, that was a really bad outfit. What do you think of MJ's 70s, like, her free love look? very trashy but whatever <laughs> extremely low budget like oh my god the only thing worse than that was Gigi's skull makeup or skeleton makeup or whoever whatever she did to her face it was so weird and it was like peeling off on the sides it looked gross really elementary very lazy even with the, the pajama suit look it was just like- yeah it was extremely lazy she was just there to smoke and I love that it's not that they acknowledge that they smoke weed on this show, but they do give us little hints. Like they do show Reza and Gigi with a joint in her hand just to let us know like the motherfucking vibes. And so the vibes for her are like, I came to like have this nice dinner and smoke some weed with my friends. Like I didn't come here for this Halloween shit. That's what it gives. Right. Um, and then Destiny has on what she would call a sexy Beetlejuice look. Um, <laughs> what is your judgment of her? This is the one I wanted to talk about because I feel like <laughs> I don't know if I would have immediately thought Beetlejuice if they hadn't said Beetlejuice on the screen. <laughs> I don't know what exactly she was going for, but it wasn't sexy. I, I can definitely stamp that. <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> Once I saw her take out like that eyeshadow palette, they like colorful Morphe looking palette. And I realized she was using that for the glam, like the face makeup. I knew we were in for something crazy. And then like the sh- lime sherbet wig. Not <laughs> sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was truly heinous. Like Everybody looked more horrible than the next. That's just how I felt. I don't remember London's outfit. Do you? 
Oh, I don't remember either. Damn, she's kind of a non-starter. Like, yeah. she's not giving us much at all. No. Mm-mm. Um. Okay, so two things that we want to talk about before we get into the meat of that Halloween party. I would like to talk about that weird moment Paulina had where she was like to London, speaking of London, where she was like, yeah, um, w- once I met you, I started thinking... Mm, I could be with a girl. And I was just confused because Pauline was acting as though she had never huh? met a lesbian. Maybe she's never met a lesbian that she's wanted to actually be with until London. Oh, wow. Maybe. Because she definitely was like, I was kind of creeped out. Like the way she came at her was weird. She was like, not um, creeped out, child. It was, it was <laughs> creepy. And then London was like, oh, yeah, why don't you do, like, a thruple thing? Like, Mike would love that. She was like, yeah, he would. And then she, like, trailed off. Ooh. Like, oh. So, no. So, no on the... Paulina was on something that night. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know if she was actually on, like, you know, like a drug or a pill or whatever. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, of course. Um, and she kept running to the bathroom. I don't know if that has anything to do with right. China, but... or if you know she was just running on her depression i don't know what it was (laughs) i don't know but something was weird i mean honestly and we're going to talk about it but something was weird with mike also he flipped like jack's taylor flip (laughs) like i'm gonna keep comparing him to him because it's accurate accurate they were doing coke, allegedly, or something. Because something wasn't right. Paulina loves to get wasted at these events too. Like that's the only way she could get through this shit. <laughs> it's terrible. It is absolutely horrible. Um, it's like I've been there where like you're with a, a a friend or a group of friends that you're just like, wow, like. I can only be at this function if I'm wasted. Blackout. And it's not a good place to be. <laughs> it's not um, a good place. Yeah, it, I feel bad for her. And she obviously feels insecure about it. And it doesn't help that Destiny is plotting Mike's murder that night. And Paulina, I feel like her energy, you can kind of tell she at least knew something was going to happen. Because they allude to she sent some texts to Destiny telling her, like, don't freak out on him at this party. Like, da-da-da. And then also she was over, we see some footage of her over at Destiny's to establish their friends and that Mike has done this like 10 plus times. So Destiny is feeling like a crusader for Paulina. So basically, okay, Puppeteer Reza, though he is acting as though he has no idea what's going on, him and Destiny cooked up something where they would have these questions, I guess icebreakers, if you want to call them that, um, like a who's <laughs> most likely to kind of vibe um and all of the questions are about Mike I mean we can slice and dice it however we want but like who's most likely to be involved in a Ponzi scheme who's most likely to marry for money who's most likely to fuck a bitch in the ass and text her about it like it was all about Mike so he starts <laughs> like like he was sizzling he was already pissed because they tried that shit where they were like Everybody sits somewhere different. He already saw the plot. Mm, okay. Because um, 
Oh, sorry. I'm chewing. <laughs> oh, I feel like Wendy Williams and she has to like wipe the corners of her mouth. <laughs> After she eats like a, a fucking can of sardines, like a disgusting shit. <laughs> uh, um, what was I going to say? Fuck. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Something oh, about man. the questions oh. that they were doing. Yeah, yeah, because as like, you know, a newcomer on the scene, I didn't quite understand why he was like freaking out. Like, I could see him like simmering in the corner and I was like, why the fuck is he like losing his mind over there? Like, <laughs> oh my, these are just like, you know, running the mill questions, aren't they? Like, they're dumb. Like, but like, you know, <laughs> you do dumb, dumb shit with your family. I'm not like understanding, like, why is he like losing his fucking mind? <laughs> they <laughs> Until know they that class. he, um, that them, them people be with the bullshit. They love to take one person down and the person never knows until it's too late. So he saw it all happening. <laughs> it's the not knowing until it's too late because theoretically, if somebody's always being taken down, then shouldn't we always just be on edge? <laughs> like, it's shouldn't we always feel like it's my time next? You know? Guess not. I guess you always want to believe like it can't be you. <laughs> As Drake said, it could happen to you. <laughs> and they also usually plot like simultaneous takedowns. So I think sometimes they show up thinking it's someone else and then it ends up being you too. They always keep it as two people and then they'll decide in a moment. But I think it's bizarre that they chose him because I'm like, I thought we were done with him. You know, I didn't understand that. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm with Mike. Like it, it is kind of feeling like it's coming out of nowhere. Now he knows his friends better than I do at this point, obviously. Um, but it just felt like, bro like can we not just have like a halloween dinner like why why does somebody have to be taken down at the dinner i know it's on tv but like still no but seriously so mike starts to feel like he's getting taken down so he confronts reza like i see this is your font and i love that reza like owns a font or whatever is happening it's like this is your font this is your bullshit reza so he has no idea and boom 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 one thing leads to another and him and destiny are going at it destiny's mad at him um and she calls him son and then he says you can never afford me and he says that he said with your um two-bedroom house like shadow the house <laughs> he was giving a few reads in that argument i wasn't even i'm not even gonna lie here he was pissed and he's like bitch like you bitch you're not talking shit like i'll get my girl and i'll go like we don't gotta do this right now mm-hmm. um and in the midst of him trying to grab his girl and go as she's yelling, get the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house then. Why'd you come then? She um, works herself up. And like the whole argument, she just kept repeating what he was saying. He would be like, I could buy and sell you. And she would be like, you could buy and sell me? Like that was all she could say. <laughs> <laughs> son, son. I was like, oh shit. She could not write a script for this one. She is glitching. Okay. Um, <laughs> And then whatever it ends up being, he's not getting out fast enough. And she's really pissed in particular about the buy and sell you because he called her broke. Um, And she feels like he's broke. So who is he to speak? Um, Which is fair. Uh, She kind of, they get in like a little bit of a tussle. Like she's grabbing at his, this is what I was unclear on. And I'd love to hear what you thought. But from my vantage point, it looked as though she was grabbing for his jacket to like, she was kicking him out, but also like kind of trying to make him stay by snatching his shit. And then 
he aggressively snatched his shit back and had like a crazy look in his eyes so everyone believed like he was gonna slap her next or something (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you make of that whole scene while reza the puppeteer is sitting down at the table yelling eating food mike mike (laughs) (laughs) but making no moves to get up right gg's the only one trying to wrangle anybody Nima's the only one trying to do something. We didn't even talk about Nima's outfit. If you were MJ, would you be offended that he showed up like that or not? I mean, uh, you know, when you're the blueprint, I guess that's what your followers do. Cheap invitation, but um, he just could have executed it better. That's all. Yeah, he was just sloppy, but everybody was sloppy. MJ herself was. So, I mean, Right. <laughs> Maybe it's too on point. Maybe that's what it is. Right. But she just has a natural flair where we kind of just like forgive her for it. <laughs> but we don't forgive Nima, you know? Yeah, she pulls it off with class and grace. Yeah. <laughs> class and grace, not MJ. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said she was classy nor graceful, but I'm willing to say it. Um, yeah, so no, what'd you think of that whole Mike situation? Were you team Destiny or team Mike, if you're a team? Like I said, like it kind of completely came out of left field um, for me as a viewer. So yeah, <clears throat> I definitely didn't get it. So I, I mean, I feel like at the time, I, not that I was necessarily team Destiny, but I wasn't team Mike because I'm just like, he, I, to me, he just flipped out of nowhere. And at, at, at the end of the day, he was like, he did like shove her. And he did shove her quite a few times. And I'm not going to like sit here and try to condone that. Like, <sighs> that being said, Destiny, he's a guest in your home. Where are your skills as a hostess? You are frying this man up. Um, <laughs> she even While did that dramatic scene where she like stands up points at him and laughs at him it reminded me yeah, of like a in the schoolyard it, so, <laughs> it was cool it was ridiculous <laughs> it was like one of those like wait what it was so scary to me i was freaked out <laughs> i was freaking out the whole day because i didn't know what was going on i felt like that fucking mr krabs meme where it's just like he's looking side to side and his world is distorted because I was just like why is Mike over here simmering why is he freaking out why is Paulina telling him to chill why is Destiny getting up out of her chair and pointing at him and saying ha ha why why are they suddenly fighting why is he following her through like it was just so why is Paulina in the bathroom for this entire thing like the whole thing and it ends with that episode ends with them in the car and per usual Mike doesn't want his shit on TV so he tells Paulina shut the fuck up and don't say shit till we get home I wonder what kind and of why was she had. and why was Reza and MJ drag the not Reza uh Nima and MJ drag the only one that was really trying to break up that but I guess that's my thing they kind of because they wanted it they wanted something to happen they know Mike is easy to rile up it doesn't take much to start. I mean, he's already starting before he gets there. And like they said, they kind of talk about it in this episode that we're recapping, but um, he was already on edge on his way there. So he came with that energy. They knew he was coming with that energy. And they said, this will be an easy layup. So when he reacted, they weren't even moved, phased, nothing. Wow. Wow. 
So the first scene of this episode begins with Gigi meeting up with Destiny. One of my mental notes is just like, it's so funny. It appears as though Gigi spends more time with her dog than her son. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking, I was like, damn, like she's always pushing this little boy off to his nanny. Um, I was like, wow. And then even the fact that her dog like is still getting her period, that's like a level of dedication as like a dog mom to have a yeah. dog who's still <laughs> menstruating and you just have a doggy diaper and you keep moving. And I'm like, you're putting like a lot more care and time and focus into this damn dog than you do your son it almost feels like i don't know but again i don't want to mommy shame so my read on it is well first of all the the really telling scene was that one like kind of throwaway scene where she's at home with the nanny and she asks like has he pooped today and i'm like first of all the fact that you even have to ask is crazy and then the nanny's like yeah twice and i'm like twice and you don't even know he's pooped Girl, you don't know this boy. Her bringing him, bringing the nanny to the pumpkin patch was very telling. Very telling. And even at her, I mean, it's his party. And when her mom turned on the baby monitor, she was like, why are you turning that on? Um, Because the baby's here? Because there's a baby to be monitored? <laughs> the fact that she was asking her mom, like, what the fuck is that for? I'm like, oh, dude. something's off something's not right um what I will say about Gigi is every season within my rewatch what I maybe I've already realized it but what it solidified for sure was that she likes to have not that she has Munchausen's but she does like to have something (laughs) medical going on with her every season like one season she was deaf another she like had rheumatoid arthritis another one she got a BBL like you know it's always something with her like then one season she Wait, ran out of shit. Got 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 a BBL? Yeah, she has a BBL too. Uh... Yeah, I don't know what she paid for exactly. Again, she just wants it to recover from surgeries. Like, <laughs> I don't know why else she would have. I don't see. Unless she was at, I never noticed her ass before, unless she was in a place of destiny and now it just looks like a normal ass for her body. You know what I mean? Uh... Um, which seems like a lot of pain to go through to not get like a donkey booty, but yeah. And then like she ran out of plot. So then she like spur of the moment got married to this guy she knew for a week. Like, you know what I mean? She's always chasing the dragon. She always needs something to do. And also she's an addict or like recovering or wherever she is in her journey. So she has that energy, you know what I mean? Where she has to put her all into something or she feels crazy. Okay. Um. So I believe that's why she had the son. It was like, I've done everything else down to getting married and that didn't work out so like the next natural step is a son and i'll just buy like i'm i have the money to buy a sperm donor and just like do this by myself with her mom i guess who the mom is as jocelyn hernandez says if your baby you always with the grandmama then it's your grandma baby that's not your baby well there's a lot of uh black folks that (laughs) live by that rule yeah live by that also your grandma but a mama so Fatima is the one taking care of this baby I don't really see Gigi doing much but all I have to say she takes her favorite child Jara Gabor to go meet um Frank Sinatra 
And really what's revealed here is that Gigi hates Paulina. And she's like, you're mad at Mike. She's talking to Destiny saying, you're mad at Mike when you really should hate that fucking bitch, Paulina. <laughs> Coming in hot. I don't know, she really dislikes Paulina. I don't know why. And I was like, it can't be just because you're friends with Jessica VX. Like, she has been gunning for Paulina ever since she sent those texts. I'm eating fucking pie and da-da-da. It's like, you just wanted to snap on her. It didn't matter what she said to you. You were going to snap on her. Um, yeah, I don't know what about Paulina is bothering you to this degree. But it's, it's got to funny stop. because she's supposed to be the voice of reason or Gigi is at least painting herself out to be the voice of reason this season. Um, well. Not very clear or wise or sage voice of reason, but okay um <laughs> crickets i'm trying to see what else i talked about in here i don't think they really talked about too much else like all of that mm-hmm. to say that destiny saying she just doesn't feel good about that interaction with mike and that she feels scarred or whatever so so reza's writing a book the name of the book is Tales of a Gay Shaw. Um, <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> what are you giving him for wordplay on that? One through ten. Oh, that's a ten in my book. That was good. Of a gay shaw is that's pretty funny. Like that's fine. Um, and he's meeting with his ghostwriter on TV. I don't know why we're watching this, but you know how Bravo does. When someone's peddling a product, we have to watch it from its nascent sages. I don't know why they forced us to do this, but whatever. Um, so I guess, I don't know why well, I won't be reading that book, but hopefully somebody will give us some spoilers. So we just like know what's going on. I feel like we yeah, know his life a lot, which, so I don't spark know. Spark notes on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I will take a spark notes, but I'm not going to read it. Um, and again, I feel like we know a lot about him, so I don't know what we're going to learn, but okay, sure. Then we flash to MJ. She's hosting a girls' night. So we see her setting up like a charcuterie and a couple other things. She does a board person per person, which I thought was very fun and very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she ste- she has pajamas for them, so she's steaming them. And this is that part where you were she said, like, Tommy, can you take shams? And Tommy came in, took them out of her hands since he was like running around and stuff. And Tommy reveals like he's not going to interact with these women at all. He's just here to watch the baby, but he doesn't mind them coming over. Um, uh-huh. Would you would you be like that too? If they were, I guess if you were Tommy. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna say to her like, you know, you're okay with her having these friends, then that's what the price you're gonna have to pay. I guess. <laughs> I feel like he's kind of in a tough position because it's like you can't stay here and like tell her like not to be friends with people. Um, it would make her life easier if you would get along with her friends, but sometimes things don't work out like that. Yeah. And it's easier, yeah. at least if he's going to do this stance of like you said, he can be friends with these people or she can be friends with them even if he isn't. Um, I'm glad he didn't get himself involved because it would have been Another thing, if he had like tried to say hi or like sat down with them for a minute, I think they could have gotten to a real weird place. Right. So he's like, let me just take this kid and go do some father son shit and <laughs> keep it moving. 
right? They had the nerve to later in the episode, like show us a whole five minute scene of him in the back with the baby. I guess we needed that. So um, in contrast to girls night, there's boys night and they're going ax throwing. Um, we see Shervin returns from the past. Um, and it's Nima, Mike, Shervin, and some other dude, but Reza's not invited to either event. So it was interesting, or it was funny at least, where Nima, I believe, is the one who planned this and is also the person who was like, Did anyone invite Mike? I mean, did anyone oh. invite um Reza? And I'm like, no, because you didn't. What do you oh. He's like, is he at girls' night? I'm like, <laughs> shut up, Mima. Shut up. You know damn well he's not there either because it's at Tommy's house. <laughs> you know the situation. Don't act like that. But yeah, he was definitely trolling. Um, and then we flash back to the girls and they're just getting all set up. We have Layla, another character from the past. Gigi's sister is back. And Gigi is saying they're in a pretty good place. So they go outside to MJ's backyard, which is gorgeous. Also, it looked so comfy. Um, and they yeah, play like some the game. And the first question of the game is, where is the craziest place you've had sex? So London reveals it was in the steam room at Way Spa or We Spa or something like that. That's kind of weird. You don't like her. <laughs> it's not that I don't like her. I just thought that was a weird, like, craziest place. That was That's like a crazy, that is a crazy place I'm talking about, like, in terms of how does it get to a point of, did they go in there to do that? Or did it just, like, get so heightened in there that it happened? I don't know, but it feels like it'd be uncomfortable after a while. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's crazy. And it is like, I mean, part of the fun of having sex in public is like the risk of getting caught. But that seems like a real like... Big risk. (laughs) They were willing to take and like not care. I mean, sometimes it's like those rooms where you really can't see the person that's even like a couple inches in front of you. So maybe it's that type of vibe, which in that case is actually kind of funny. But that was interesting. But her answer pales in comparison to MJ's, which is at the Playboy fucking mansion. How does she get there? Who does she know? And I'm like, I'm with Destiny. Yeah. Was it in a group? Was it in front of a group? Like, what's the tea? You don't have sex at the Playboy Mansion, like, and it's regular. I don't imagine a lot of, like, missionary two people sex is happening there. (laughs) Or was. So, like. Right. Moment silent. Okay. I would have loved, I was so jealous for her to have that story. And she was like, I've had better sex and more sex than all of you bitches. I was like, yeah, MJ, let them fucking know, man. (laughs) (laughs) And and no one refuted her. I mean, who was going to? The Playboy Mansion shut it down. It's like, even if you didn't believe it, once she announced that one, it's over. But yeah, Andy's going to have to follow up with that at the reunion. He's going to have to. Right. I need a story time. Just a quick like 60 second blurb about what was happening um and we go to reza's house he's at home with adam and it's crickets <laughs> it was so uncomfortable i felt bad for him like it's like damn i would rather be at either of those events like even if it had to be axe with the four boys like that's more fun than sitting at home with 
Adam in pure silence. Also, I would ask for another day. That shit's hard, okay? I thought, like, I didn't think, like, you would always get, like, uh, I mean, I told you this, Jay, but also our audience. I didn't think that I was going to ever get, like, the actual, like, bullseye target. But I didn't think that it was actually going to be nearly fucking impossible to actually stick to the board. Yeah. <laughs> and Sherman was nailing it. I don't know, something about his little powerful, like, he-man body. He was able to, like, get it in there <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> non- and, like and on the bullseye pretty much every time. Like, insane. So it was powerful. crazy. Um, Mike bet him $100 that he wouldn't do it again, and then he did. So I hope Mike paid I don't know him. why Mike did that, because the way that man threw it, it seemed like he was pretty sure what he was doing. But He hadn't missed not once. He had a rhythm going. So for sure, like, Mike just wanted to lose $100, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Um, and Mike's going on some diatribe about, like, have I ever backstabbed you? You've backstabbed me. And... He's still hot about the other night. He's not over the fact that he felt like it was an ambush. And Nima announces that he feels like Destiny and Mike have always had a weird dynamic since he's been in the group. So he was just like, whatever you all have going on has been going on for too long. You need to talk it out. Uh-huh. Do you think they have a weird dynamic from what you've seen? The who has a weird dynamic? Mike and Destiny. Yeah. It, and it started when she st- stood up to to point in his face and laugh. I was like, there's something <laughs> they're not telling us. I don't know. I, nev- I had never picked up on their weird dynamic before that. I didn't really think much of it. But yeah, now I'm going to have to pay attention and see. Now, like during my rewatch, I have to make sure I look out for that. Because I'm during that season where Nima first comes. So yeah, I'll have to see what's going on with them. But yeah, so basically both parties are talking about that. They're telling Destiny, like, would you be, or they're asking basically both of them, would they be willing to meet up? It seems produced. Like the producer's like, okay, we're having, they're going to have to meet up. So get, talk about it and make them both say, yeah, they're going to go. So Destiny agrees. Mike agrees. They're meeting up. Then we go into a scene and this is what I was kind of talking about or alluding to earlier about, I, Destiny's inauthentic as fuck. She goes to meet with Reza and they're talking and they say it's for his memoir. He has to do some sort of interviewing of people that he knows. And so he's saying like, they have gone back to like to childhood together. Of course, Reza knows everybody since he was like six. So he's getting like her opinions on whatever was going on. So after that they start talking and it was just, it just felt so scripted like they had rehearsed this in their free time and he's like oh um how are you doing after the other night and she's telling him how she feels and he was like well does everybody know about that thing mm-hmm. and she um she's like I just I was just triggered by it and then to reveal that while she was in college so not like yesterday or like not that it had to be yesterday or even in recent history, she's never brought it up on the show, but suddenly <laughs> she would like to talk about the fact that in college, there was a year that she had a stalker. 
no i'm not i'm not saying i don't feel bad for her and the stalkers stalking it that's so scary and i can imagine you feel so helpless like they're always three steps ahead of you like they're upset they have nothing better to do all day than right. to like worry right. about your whereabouts and like right home. they're that far ahead of you because they're just thinking about all day every day you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's freaky right but it is inauthentic the way she in which she brought it up and even the way reza like horrible actor he they clearly again had already <laughs> talked about it so he's like destiny i think you should share this with everyone this is major and i'm like okay We're like okay sure whatever whatever fine um and that's kind of what she's going with because i feel like she's only doing that because a part of her think she may look bad in this scenario because she was a little you know she was kind of going at him and maybe she feels like people may not side with her so she wants to cover all her bases she's like if you don't feel bad for me because the scenario doesn't make me look the best okay fine I'll set it up so that also you have to feel bad for me because of this right I you know they think I'm asleep they don't know I see the plot. I definitely know what's going on, but uh-uh. sure, let's go. Let's play along. So that kind of um, leads to her crying, having a breakdown, whatever this moment. And this is all like, again, all to prepare for this meeting that they have. The meetup was also bizarre. Like the footage of Mike, like I'm not shading his prayer and like whatever he was doing. Okay, like your spirituality is your business the whole thing just seemed weird and then she just appeared on the beach it was a beautiful view but it just seemed odd and they're sitting down on this um blanket and they're talking everything out do they talk everything out tbd right what did did you make any notes of or feel any type of way about that stuff about like their whole conversation Mm -hmm. i mean I think he seemed genuinely like apologetic mm-hmm. um, because obviously like, you know, you didn't tell anybody that story. So how would I have known? And, you know, um, he doesn't, he's not the type that seems to, you know, be thinking of a place of like, you know, triggers. And he, I don't think he lives in that world of understanding yeah. what those things are even. He's a simple man, simple man. <laughs> a simple man trying to fuck everything that moves so um you know so I think he handled it pretty well considering um yeah he didn't get defensive like too bad he was like oh I just didn't know like right and she was like trying to like not let go at one point and he was like listen like I'm gonna do my best never to hurt you like again like and I feel like that's kind of all we can really expect from somebody who crosses your boundaries the first time and so, you know, it just obviously it brings you back to like the whole like crystal and like sudden thing. It's like when someone crosses your boundaries and, um, you know, you, gotta, you feel you have to, you snap or you feel you have to defend yourself because of that. That's fine. But when that person makes an apology to you, you either got to take it or you got to just move on. And so at first it seemed like she was trying not to like, move on from it and um that was, she like, definitely thought when she came into that scenario because of mike's history that he was going to like dig himself into a hole i don't think she was ready 
herself to for him to apologize and for her to accept it right and i'm just like let it let him let you gotta let it go you gotta take that apology now if he keeps fucking playing with you <laughs> like he keeps like getting into situations like that then obviously yeah like big fuck him but people make mistakes and what he was doing was in reaction to honestly you triggering him shit and like i said he apologized and it seemed genuine it was actually pretty <laughs> i'll be like heather thompson it was actually pretty eloquent you know of him. <laughs> Um, the only other scenes that happened this episode, a weird, another inauthentic scene with Destiny and she needed to wash her car that looked pretty clean. And they're doing like this Dukes of Hazard kind of Jessica Simpson vibe where she has on the bandana and the crop top. And we just watch her clean her car for way too long. It was so fucking weird and so put on too. It was like, what is the point of this? What was the conversation between her and the producers to make this scene? Did it push the episode forward? I would argue no on everything. No. Um, really weird. Also, like, filler scene with Nima and his dad. I guess that's kind of a check-in. Just him and his dad, like, a checkered pass, kind of. So I guess they're <laughs> showing us that, like, him and his dad are in a relatively okay place. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of really the episode. Is there any closing thoughts you want to end with? um no is that bad <laughs> no i mean there is a closing thought of course who's your shot on display <laughs> um you know what this time i'm gonna give it to mike because he simmered he spazzed he blacked and he apologized and <laughs> what an arc and what an arc you know i can and i feel like his apology was genuine and i can uh i can respect that um i'll give it to mj for hosting a nice event where she provided the pajamas she had everyone their own personal charcuterie board and she revealed her playboy pass (laughs) (laughs) that we absolutely need the details on that we are dying for the details on. So until they give it to us, unless she's like on a watch what happens live, maybe they'll drop it there, but hopefully they'll just wait to the reunion because I'm dying to know. And I think everyone on, that's watched the show wants to know, so they should just let us see it. Um, But yeah, so that's Shaz. Any breaking news or anything we need to cover before we go? Um, Yeah, just a, a, a mini... Well, actually, it could be like a big, big deal. But did you hear that Vicky Gumpelson's um, husband, Steve? Husband, right? They're married. What happened? He's running for governor of California. Oh, yeah. I did see something about that. Yeah. Vicky Gumpelson could potentially be the next Mrs. Governor of California. <laughs> Between wow. him and Caitlin running, I don't know what's going on. California's in dire straits. <laughs> it's going to complete shit over there. Um, yeah, that is a weird. That is a weird something. He's running Republican. I can assume. More, most likely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
he's a former cop. If he runs Democrat, I'll be shocked. Right, because they made it seem like he's running against, like, you know, running, like, against, like, Caitlyn and Mm -hmm. um, the current. And I'm like, okay, so, like, he's probably Republican then. Huh. That is weird. Vicky Gunvalson. It would give her something to do. I'm sure she's bored at home right now. Right. And this is not the first time that California has had like a, you know, television celebrity <laughs> running their, their state. So we'll see. Right. Arnie. Oh, Arnold. Arnold. And honestly, Ronald Reagan, too. I'm counting. Yeah, him that too. He, I mean, he didn't run just California. Well, actually, was he governor before yeah. he became president? Yeah. Yeah, look how well that goes. Obviously, it doesn't end well, actually. So hopefully California learns from their mistakes, but maybe third time's a charm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't. That's a state that's run by celebrity. Of course, like, they kind of <laughs> should have a celebrity as the governor. <laughs> Not senator, but just like governor. Right. Um, okay, I guess that was, that was interesting. I don't know. I feel like there's something else that happened recently that we're missing and I don't know I don't know what I mean I guess we can talk about Shikari Richardson and being suspended for a month because she positive because she tested positive for weed I hate Mm. that I love that and I love the fact that in the interview (laughs) she seemed geeked in the interview she definitely did (laughs) She was literally, it was one of those where it's like, well, if they're sending me anyway, then I might as well just, you know, keep going. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's suspended for a month, so she still has the opportunity to to yeah. run in, you know. Um, and not that she really needed needed a reason, but you know, she found out her mom had passed, and she was in a legal state at the time. You know what I mean? So it's like we need as a nation figure out what the deal is with this because it is quite ridiculous that a person like me who lives in a state where it's completely legal could also like not get a job because you fail positive for I mean you fail a test and you're found positive with THC in your system. Like how how can it be both? It can't be both. We have to get a narrative and stick to it. Either it's legal where it's legal or it's illegal across the board. Right. Because it doesn't make sense for the companies to be able to say like, okay, we're not going to hire you for it when the state in which they're operating is, it's legal. Like that doesn't really make any sense. Um, They might as well test for liquor in people's system. Like what the fuck? And that's an, yeah, it's, I don't know what's going on there, but it's weird. And you know some now people are like getting upset because they're like oh like you know they're they're trying to equate like we with like a performance enhancement and it's like okay i think chelsea hanley had said it which is you know notorious pothead but she was like okay so before people that smoke weed were just lazy mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's a performance enhancement so i mean pick pick one it can't be both um and everyone who smokes knows that the fact that she was able to run so fast and <laughs> like breaking records, crazy. Right, breaking records as like stoner at night 
and like breaking track records during the day. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> if I tried, operative word, to run after I had smoked, let's be clear. I would dry heave for sure. Probably pass out. Might even have a heart attack. <laughs> like, I don't know how she was able to do so. Right. And again, and even if I do make it without doing any of the above, I'm definitely not running faster than I've ever run. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm definitely not outrunning the competition. Like, that's very clear. Like, with <laughs> hair on, that also makes me slower. Like, and somehow I'm just like running beyond fast. It's, so it's just it's stupid there's a lot of things that are happening with the olympics i had alluded to earlier with like the whole like swimming cap thing that that debacle like and how they're saying that a certain size cap mm-hmm. is not allowed and that size cap is what like you know african-american like uh women would use to swim because mm-hmm. with their froze you know what i mean so we need a bigger cap to keep the froze in and they're saying that they even feel like Olympic swimmers need that size cap. And it's just stupid. It's like, okay, you're, you're actually going out of your way to disqualify Black people in any way, shape, or form. And it's getting it's getting ridiculous. That's the only reason why they haven't legalized weed at this point. It's because there's a stereotype that it's still, um, you know, Black people's drug of choice. And it is, but... <laughs> I'm about to say, unfortunately, it's it's true Uh, (laughs) it's true but however there's plenty of others that like to partake in it too so let's just call spade a spade make it legal across the board free anybody who's have you know who's in jail for some weed charges expunge their records and let's keep it moving yeah we need the money anyway come on (laughs) it's just ridiculous at this point it can only help the economy. Just like let it happen. Right. And if it's as dangerous as you claim, then you need to let people. That's another thing too. Like there's not enough research out yeah. there about weed because they don't the want us to know. Right. They don't, they don't want to fund the the research for it. So make it legal, fund the fucking research. And if it turns out that it's terrible, then you know, we'll do what we need to do after that. But <sighs> this whole gatekeeping thing, it's weird. There's something it can't be talking. worse than these um pills y'all prescribing. <laughs> these pill mills, <laughs> y'all got doctors yeah. prescribing pills out of the wazoo. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Justice for drug use. <laughs> Justice for drug use, <laughs> because you know, like, with my job, like you know, it's an option for people to take a certain drug, like oxy. Um, but it's so like restricted. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, justice for drugs. <laughs> if somebody wants to use it, that's on them. I just feel like give them the information that they need to know. Give me the pros and the cons. And but let me do the information what yeah. I will. Yeah, 100%. Um, oh. We'll see. Shakir, is it Shakir or Shakari? I feel like I heard her say Shakari one time. Oh, it might be Shakari. You're right. Either way, girl. Um, Sorry, baby girl. Come over and I'll match you a blunt. Anyway. 
either way girl we're on your side i wish my endorsement was endorsement enough <laughs> i wish i had any modicum of power but i don't um <laughs> so i'm just sitting this out but i do on this here podcast and on this here podcast you are a friend of okay you're winning in my eyes yeah if we're the judge and jury you're off the hook so we support you and we hope you still run faster than ever but put the blunts down okay you have 30 days so like maybe smoke for a few more days and then you gotta cut it off <laughs> get your last and then, few like, in. Go to the gym and like sweat it out all right? right luckily you're so. a very thin lady you'll it'll be fast two weeks max but you have about a couple more session days right till the fourth you can you can smoke for the fourth you gotta calm it down precisely <laughs> okay well on that note well, the this is the end, and <laughs> um, until next. Not time. this is the end. What's so dramatic? <laughs> All right, goodbye. This is the end. Okay, thank you for joining us, and yeah, until the next time. Adios. Peace out.